Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The employee of the team. And then Kyrie Irving, who is at any point capable of doing anything, like that is just a volatile ass locker room that could. He's got a really be good awesome. relationship with Kevin Durant. That you could saw be it at awesome. the, uh, I want to say it was a FIBA or the Olympics or something. Yeah. When they were they were high fiving and yes, he's got a really good relationship with him. He would probably settle that down. I I, I still think the Nets the, the Nets are wrong here. They're doing Jacques Vaughn all kind of wrong. Well, he had he had earned that job a while back and. And he still won't get it at the end because now you got you got your eyes set well, on somebody else. I would else. let the uh, I would to be honest, I would let the body get cold before I started, you know, saying, "All right, Emei Udoka is going to be the front runner here." I mean, let Jock have a day, man. That man. Let him have a twelve hours. You know, on both parties, both the Celtics for retaining him and the Nets for wanting him shows you what is the ultimate thing we talk about on this radio station all the time, which is if you are supremely talented at at a sport or coaching, whether it's Saban or otherwise, you will find position. And well, it is, I'm just telling you, it is the first thing that comes to mind when I, I see this story. Him. Is he that good? Has he that's proven worth, himself? That's that worth he, that a question. Well, A, he didn't rape anybody, okay? This was not like a crime. He did not commit a crime. He was in a consensual relationship with a team employee. So for that team, that it was untenable. But was there any doubt that Ime Udoka was going to work again someday? I had no doubts. I mean, you just got to wait for the dust to settle. Had he been accused of or convicted of sexual assault, he would not be getting opportunities. Um, so I do think that is a very important distinction here. That was a consensual relationship. That nepotism was was one of the things, though, right? He, you know, he he made bad decisions as a coach with the female members of that organization, but it wasn't like he was fostering this culture of. Um, you know, rapist or something like that. I mean, I, I don't, I think that's where you have to draw the line here. It was not a crime. It was a moral, you know, decision that was made by both parties, not just Ime Udoka, but also that team employee. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I had no doubt that he was going to work again. I think he's good. I think he's a good coach. I think he's, you know, he clearly gets through the players, and I think he's better than Steve Nash. So that, that's a that's a start. I mean, like I said, you got something better than Steve Nash right now in Jacques Vaughn. I don't, I don't, I don't get the – the, uh, that you're just convinced that he's the fix, that, yeah. J- that Jacques can't be, that you're already ready to well, I would you know, have, make I would have at least I mean, given yes, Jacques Yes, Emei was part of their turnaround yeah. last year. He installed the defense. All of a sudden, they go to yeah. be one of the best teams. In, but he, he, he hasn't – there isn't enough of a resume to, to be that convinced. But, again, this smells like Kevin Durant's got the great relationship with him. Again, they already – Kevin Durant and Kyrie already went over Jacques' head. Yep. So they probably got no problem doing it again if they well, can get yeah. a guy like Emei that they well, – that, Durant especially has a relationship. Uh, with Jacques but didn't do great. Again, they're doing Jacques wrong, and but, it's KD because he has the power to make it right. Wasn't his? He wasn't great with Orlando, though, was he? Well, I don't remember who was on that. Was who was on that roster? Who like that's always a magic. It was yeah. there. He was there for three years from uh, twelve to fifteen. Yeah, I'm just looking at the record. Yeah, I don't think that roster was was very good. You oh yeah, trash man. It was a trash yeah. job. Yeah. 
I mean that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I don't. Again, he was playing with the Nets backups, and he had him respectable when when KD and Kyrie were both watching from the bench. Yeah, the best like, player on that team was Tobias Harris. Trash. Yeah, I mean, Vucevic as a as a one year pro. That's who. It, I don't even, I don't even think he was good by that. I don't think he was good yet. So you had Jameer Nelson, Vucevic, Mo Harkless, Aaron Aflalo. I mean. Yeah, that was not a good job. I would have done this. I would have said, and, and I, look, I, I understand that you represent Jacques, and, and I do. I respect your transparency. I would have at least given him a chance. I would have at least given him a chance to earn the job, win some games, turn the season around before I settled on. Because it's not like Emei's coming without baggage here, and you're going to have to send a first-round pick. So why not give Jacques a friggin' audition at least? Give him a month. Give him two months. See what happens That's before, fair. you know, because there's no hurry. What's the hurry to hire Emei Udoka? I mean, it's it's the first week of the season. Well, they, if they feel like it's the fix, which they seem to, and again, I yeah. bet you KD's leading a bunch of that, the, hurt, the, the there is an urgency to it because of where they are. They they want to be at the top of the East. You put yourself in a position like last year where you're a lower seed, you're going to face one of those big dogs and uh, possibly have to do more work or, or mess around and get swept like you right. did last year. Right. So, of course, you're trying to move up immediately. Would they don't you, want to be in that – what were they, the seven last year? You don't want to be in that same spot. Would you hire Jacques Vaughn for the AD job at Mississippi State? Would he? No, 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 no. Man got done wrong. He's going to get done wrong again. He is. And it happens to the NBA all the time. It's already happened. It's already happened. He's already been But done in this wrong. case, it's not as much ownership as it is the own players that are there. They keep looking over his head. Whatever, go get in, man. Yeah. That ain't going to fix it, though. Well, See, we, And here's the deal. They – they think, okay, defensively we're going to get better when EMA comes in here. But it's still the same pieces. Mm-hmm. Unless you're changing up those pieces, I don't think right. it gets a lot better. Or unless Ben Simmons all of a sudden goes back to first-team all-NBA uh, defensive team. Well, don't forget, yeah. you know, the Celtics had Rob Williams, who was, who was underrated as they come. He's a big-time defensive difference maker. So is Smart. I know he got done in by right. Steph Curry, right. but Smart is a defender oh, yeah, yeah. up top. They've got both of it. they got the anchor inside, and yeah. they got the perimeter guy. Yeah, no, it's who, true. Who's that for the Nets? Uh, Who are those guys? Claxton ain't ready. I like Claxton now. I do. I like him. Oh, he's like, but he can get moved around. He can get moved around there. He's a rim protector, but he ain't. He ain't somebody you got to worry about in the playoffs. That's going to help you win a title. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No, I, not now. I mean, maybe three, four years from now. But by then, hell, Allen was that back in the day when they had uh, Jarrett. So you, I, 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 I get the sense just from speaking to you here. Uh, you are rooting very much against Brooklyn. I am now. Do you want Jock? I'm, I'm their worst enemy now. Do you want, that they're going to go over Jock's head again. Do you want Jock to win the game tonight against yes. the Bulls? Yes. You do. Do it for Jock. Do you think they and will? Then, and then I want somebody to give him a real chance, Brad. Not in Orlando. Not somebody like that. Give him a real chance somewhere right. else. Give the man a real well, chance. Well, I mean, you look around. Like Steve Wilkes is the interim head coach at uh, who was it? That I saw. It? Oh, Plies. Remember Plies? Yes. The rapper. Yeah. Uh, he he was tweeting about Auburn promoting Cadillac Williams. And, oh, was the interim now? And he said, he said, Cadillac was IMG. Is that where he was? No, Cadillac was on staff. He's on there. staff was already. He? He's yeah, former uh, former NFL running back, which now oh, like, makes oh, yeah. me feel old as as hell. Yeah, you wow. said play, Oh, that's play, right. Play with that dude on Madden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now he's a freaking coach, interim coach, head coach, Auburn. no less. Um, yeah, he said. He said, you know, they only give us these jobs when it's bad, when it's a bad situation. They don't. They only. They only want us to fix something that's broken. They never want us to. You know, take something that's good and continue. Well, JB can tell you all about that life until yes. he got to Cleveland finally, right. and he's helped make that a, but see, a dude, real that situation. Was, but that was he not was always a good dealt situation a bad hand. when he got the job. The man had replaced like a guy he was at his wedding with. You know what I'm saying here in 
Memphis, and then look how they did him at the end. Yeah, here at the end. he didn't know if he had his job or not. He's telling the players what to do in the off season. Man, you're out of here, dude. They didn't even told you yet. Yeah, Ply said, I don't respect it. We're never good for the job out the gate, but they always seem to think we're good enough to hold it together when it all falls apart. If he's good enough now, why wasn't he good enough in the beginning? Stop using us to be the Band-Aid. Lack been that dude. Now, of course, Cadillac is like, this is a great opportunity for him. You know this is going to happen to your boy Silas. Is it? In Houston. Like he's eventually, gonna, he's gonna be the fall guy. It will be given to someone else and to go take it. off with it after yep. he, You better believe it. Because they almost beat the Clippers last night. They didn't, but they almost did. Silas, good coach, too. I love Silas. I love the way that team plays. I, yeah, I, they play hard for him. Yeah. He's got them all the and way you're bought right. in and right you're now. Right. Some young They're, dude. But eventually it will be given off to someone else to that point. Because it was back to back to, to, to Plies. He, he was given the mess. Yep. Say, fix this. But in the end, once they get good, better believe it'll be handed off. I hate to hear that. But I think you're right. Because they're they're gonna get tired of losing. And uh, but what's going to naturally happen is they're going to mature, they're going to improve, mm-hmm. and uh, then you got. I mean, you, you have a uh, uh, that nucleus is. Hopefully, scary. they don't do it to your boy Willie Green in New Orleans. Oh no, no, you don't have to worry about that. Willie Green is safe, bro. He's locked. That dude is a winner. Willie Green is yeah, Willie we'll Green. I've been telling y'all about Willie Green, man. Once those expectations go up a little higher, Willie Green we'll see is him. How down they are with Willie, Willie Green, Green is him. He's, do- he's awesome, and he's got pieces, right? Bro, I mean, I, I, you guys know I was sold about him. Uh, that. In the huddle, that Mike moment when they were bad, they were down. They were like one and eighteen. They were yeah, awful yeah. in the beginning of the season. He 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 went to Trey Murphy, and I'll never forget this because it. it Man, really, you have told the story like ten times. All right, well we have this new audience. 11. All right, I don't remember yeah. it. See, Brad doesn't remember it. He he went he went to Trey Murphy, who was struggling, and he said, "Hey man, I'm not calling you out. What is he doing? What's he doing? He was calling him up, John. Called him hey. up. Called him up." You really don't remember that story, Brad? No, I don't I don't remember what I have for breakfast. That's why I like now, I like recycling. Now, I think in the NBA, that that matters. That messaging matters. You know, especially for a young that man team. Thought, heard one coaching line from Willie Green and was sold. And what like is, it? And what has happened? A lot of energy. He sold him on it. They 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 had a nice little series there against Phoenix. Yep. They are, you know, what, fourth or fifth in the West today. They got the guys back healthy. Willie Green is is uh entrenched, my Willie guy. Willie Green. Willie Green is Willie Green. You know what I'm saying? Remember when I went around the house I hope and I was he's yelling that with Riley? Riley knows what's up, man. Willie Green is the man. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get Willie Green on the show someday. Mm. I, I, I think he is great. I really do. I think he is a, a, a as young coaches go. I think Taylor Jenkins is up there. I think Willie Green is right up there in that conversation too. Um, and uh, it's great that he's a former player because we need more former players, you know, to kill it. Uh, well, not name Steve Nash. Yeah, and that's right. Was Jacques Vaughn? He played, right? Hell yeah, he played. But he he's not good enough though. We got we got we got to get with uh and Emay did too though, right? Emay was a former player. Yeah, Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. So yeah, it's one of those things. It's collateral damage. It Dude, is. the role the role guys are better coaches, huh? I think so. Yeah, because um, I don't know why. I, I, why I don't know. It's a good question. Because they had to dig deeper. Well, because they didn't they have talent. They had to talent. do it all. Yeah. They didn't have the that's talent. That's exactly right. They well, had to I scrub think the corners. There's something you mentioned about Nash, Jason, I think that's true, which is when you're elite, like Nash was, we mm-hmm. can all agree on that, like you don't understand when mortals can't organize around right. a couple of superstars. Right. right. Why are you not as awesome as I was? This is why Penny Hardaway has struggled with finding a point guard. It's the hardest thing to overcome. You yeah. have to see beyond what you're awesome at. That's exactly right. Your baseline is so much higher than, yes. you know, the average person's, and you just can't understand for the life of you, why don't you get it as easily as I did? Right. Where if you're, you know, a grinder like Jacques Vaughn or Ime Udoka or, you know, Willie Green, then you understand that you can't just roll out of bed and be great. 
Was Monty Williams a grinder? I don't remember anything about Monty Williams. Uh, I think he was a grinder. He was a yeah. grinder. I, I think also, uh, maybe I'm projecting a little Monty. bit, when you're close to somebody and you're elite, you tend to go with the comfort food, and I think that could be uh, something you see from these coaches, so too. So what, what great Grizzlies role player will eventually make a great coach? Damon Stoudemire. Posey. Stoudemire. Yeah. Give it that. Is, is Posey still rising up the ranks? Yeah, Posey's a good one. Stoudemire's good. Stoudemire was a star, though. Great coach. Well, he's not a former we, we, role with player. With the Grizz, he was a role guy, though. He was a star. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's Later. the end, though. Toronto, but, he's, like, famous. But Damon yeah. was a grinder, though. If you, I mean, he was 5'10". Yeah. He, you know, he wasn't he, – he was blessed with ability, but he had to work at it, you know? Monty averaged 6.3, 2.8 for his career. Like Vince, That's the kind of role Vince I'm Vince Carter about. would not be a great coach. He's a, he's a great uh, messenger. You know, he's a great, uh, you know, conversationalist. But I don't think he'd be a great coach because no. it was too, came too easy for him. It just did. Well, and I think assessing uh, assets as a GM with Jordan, we've found out, you can't exactly. always be a great assessor of talent. I, I don't mean to take, the, take away. I mean, all those guys had to work to get to where they got. But it's it's just a lot easier to do it when you're amazing. Danny Ainge, good player. Yeah. Good coach. Yeah. Yes. Good GM. Yes. I mean, he's done all three. Phil Jackson, six point seven, four point three. There you go. Lionel Hollins, former player and grinder. coach. Grinder. grinder, dude. Yeah. I mean, I would I would really push you. Like if you're, I you know, and that's you, why you want Jack Vaughn. But I guess he may qualifies as that as well. He was yeah exactly that's exactly right. Steve Nash, failure. Um, Who's another? Has there been another high-profile NBA player that failed, like as a as a NBA head coach? Magic. He was a coach. Yeah, when he coached the Lakers for like a year oh, or whatever God. it was, I can't remember how long it went. Patrick Ewing. I remember him coaching like Nick Van Exel or something back in the day. Patrick, Wes Unzel. Patrick Ewing is failing right now at Georgetown in a major way. You know. Now that's recruiting, and that's a lot of other things that go into it. I've got a whole list here: Isaiah Thomas, Kurt Isaiah Rambis, Thomas, disaster, Bill Cartwright, Elgin Baylor, Willis Reed. These were all NBA coaches, huh? Head coaches, yeah. former NBA stars who flopped as head coaches. How about that? Isaiah Thomas, yeah, remember oh, him? Isaiah Thomas was awful. I mean, real bad at coaching. Now, Isaiah Thomas is a strange guy. He's yeah, just very say, weird. I would agree with that. Magic returned to the NBA as coach of the Lakers at the end of the ninety three ninety four season. Yeah, <laughs> wow, dude, that's crazy. That? Mm-hmm. That was a grand opening, grand closing right there. Magic, wasn't it? Well, he was like, "I'm gonna fix it," like Jerry did. I, he guess. To play. I guess that's what Bus was thinking. You know, he, he wanted to play. You'll fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had West in there, but yeah. West had to hand it off. Yeah. The problem is these dudes all want to play too. They they do. I don't give a crap if you're 50. They just they so badly would love to be back in their 35 or 30 year old skin, being in that game to fix it themselves. Now Taylor wasn't even a. No. What was Taylor? You wouldn't even call him a role guy. Taylor was a. He's different in the sense that he was high school, right? Yeah. He didn't play in no professional career. Yeah. He just studied it. Yeah. Um, it is a, it's going to happen. It's done. Uh, Ima Yudoka is going to be the next we go. Brooklyn Nets head coach, and his hiring will be finalized as soon as the next 24 to 48 hours. What's the deal? Does there comp? Celtics will let him leave. Yeah. Celtics, they, they're not they even didn't get, want him. They're not even getting anything. No, out they didn't of want him. It, which is weird. Which is weird. That's stupid. I mean, then I didn't at least you get, try to get a first. No, they were just sitting on him. Yeah, then you should have fired him. That's right. You'd, you'd actually got you would have had a little bit more goodwill. I think there might have been some um, precocious um, involvement of attorneys if that would have happened. Perhaps so. Perhaps that was no, part right. of it. No, um, right. With you know, maybe that was a big part of it. So, so you avoid no that comp. by they could get him. comp. They're just not taking comp. Correct. Right. I think they're there would have been trying a tur- to wash their hands of it. I think Jason, <laughs> if you fire him straight out, there would have been some some untangling and and weedy stuff. Sure. So you just with you just attorney. sit him. You do this. This works. It's just gone. 
Uh, somebody mentions Larry Bird. Larry Bird was actually a pretty good Larry coach. Larry Bird was a good coach. Yeah, he was pretty good. He Who very wisely said that after a while, yep. you lose your voice in the locker room. After, yeah. what do you say, three years? Yep. Like, Larry got it. Yeah. I sat next to him in the Grizzlies game because when the attendance was low, he would just sit in the stands by himself as a GM with the Pacers. Just watch. Like, he'd do it like Chris Wallace. It was strange. He'd look over and there was Larry Bird. I think I got some pictures of it. it yeah, I mean, Larry Bird. Was Larry a GM had some good too. teams. He had them playing hard for him. <laughs> he went to the conference finals. Yeah. He went to the conference finals again. Then he went to the NBA finals. Now, didn't he? Have, who's the shooter? Uh, uh, Reggie Miller. Yeah, he had Reggie. Yeah. Yeah, that was his key. That's awesome. Yeah, he was good at coaching. That's what, that's what, and then he's like, you know what? I'm done. Done. I don't need this. Like, I, you know, I respect the hell out of that. I really do. Is he a GM still? Is he still doing that for Indiana? If I consultant of no. anything. Okay. Definitely not GM. He was the executive of the year in 2012. Yeah, he got out. Um, but, yeah, I guess he's doing whatever he feels like now. Just being pop, uh, pop in. Be, being overstated how much of a wild country boy he was in that uh, latest documentary on HBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. Did, yeah. They the, did make him a beer drinking. They, they made him the biggest redneck dumb, ass they, yeah. dude in the world, he bro. Was the, uh, he, was the, he was the president <laughs> of basketball ops as recently as 2017, but he's now just advising, right? Yeah. So he's like, all right, hey, I'm going to show up and, you know. If you have not seen the HBO special, it's still worth going back and seeing. Uh, obviously, a, a hyperbolized version of. Uh, of these cats, but especially of Jerry West, like yeah, I, West, that, they that went one, way they over him, the top. They just made him crazy. Even Kareem, a little bit. It sounds like they got him pretty good too. You know, because I don't think he was the the sort of the Zen outcast that that they portray him to be. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, Jeff Calkins is going to join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk to him about uh, the NBA, about the Grizzlies, about Memphis football this weekend, big game against UCF, Tiger basketball, and more. Stick around, Jason and John. Already turned FM, ESPN. One of the other storylines in the NBA that we have not talked a lot about um, and that I, I have equally as little panic about has been the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is frustrated reportedly and not where he wants to be in terms of playing games this season and uh, they're below 500 and they barely beat the Houston Rockets last night uh, if not for some heroics late from PG-13. Um, again, this was the preseason favorite. The preseason betting favorite in the National Basketball Association, and they have really not looked like champs. Now, again, this is a this is a different set of circumstances. These guys haven't played together. Kawhi isn't playing. John Wall is coming back for the first time in a long time. They truly are going to be a team that, like, if they get to a three seed or a four seed, maybe even worse. Their 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 best basketball is going to be. In February, March, and April, it will not be any time before that. It feels like, yeah, not concerned at all. Sort of like the same logic applied to the uh, to the group. I mean, come on, Kawhi's, you know this this is going to be a process for him. His yep. whole thing is about revving up and being ready for the playoffs. This whole season will be that. And if it's got to be, if that means three, four, maybe even lower, they're going to do that because it's going to be about getting in. Now you got to be careful. You can't be the Nets and be the seven because uh, you're going to make that road a lot tougher. But no, this thing's going to come together, man. I'm not worried about the Clippers at all. Yeah, but I did see he Philly's said, balancing out. You saw that one, three, or yeah, four. Some of these have. teams that were like, "What's up?" It, it'll be fine. Even even your Denver team that lost the Lakers, I think they're four and three. Like eventually, I think the cream's going to rise to the top here, and the and the Utahs and Portlands will will come down back to earth. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I saw that I saw that tweet and. Uh, you know, I said, you know, it, it, it is a real thing, but I, I think ultimately they will find uh, they will find their way. It'll just take a little longer than than people might be 
thought it would have. Uh, we'll come back. Jeff Cog is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, about Tiger football, Tiger basketball, all that. We get back. Jason and John, ID Turn FM, ESPN. Drives the baseline, and he reverse jams. Oh, Santi Aldama, pulling one out. On the- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bag of tricks. Calkins is the sports columnist of the Daily Memphian, host of the Jeff Calkins Show. He's killing it, man. He's absolutely killing it every day as a media maven in Memphis. He joins us now. What's up, my man? I was listening to your show earlier today, because I do. And hey. I wanted to point out, John, you were you were feeling bad for Tennessee fans. You were saying, oh, hey. my God, it's really too bad for Tennessee that if they don't win at Georgia, like their season's up in smoke, mm-hmm. right? They've come so far. And I want to point out that if they lose to Georgia, let's say by a point, mm-hmm. right, and then Georgia crushes Alabama in the SEC title game, they can still go to the playoffs. It, it, it isn't over if they lose to Georgia. Don't need help. I just I, don't need help. Oh, well, they'll, they'll clearly need help. Yeah. But uh, a a a one loss Tennessee team that lost to a Georgia team that then crushes Alabama, you know, it's very possible you get two SEC teams in the uh, playoff. We've seen it before. You obviously need TCU to lose. You know, you need TCU That's to lose. Right. and you need Georgia to lo- to beat Alabama, which is is no guarantee. No, no, no. But I'm I'm just saying it's not all over if they lose. No, but I, I but, but I think the odds are against you though. At that point, I do. The odds are clearly against you. I would yeah. recommend that they go ahead and beat Georgia. Right. But it, I right. just wanted to make it clear that I didn't think it's it's the the end of the world if yeah. they don't beat Georgia. 
So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I listen, I'm listening to the show. And well, I, I'd rather you not listen. Everything. I'd rather you not listen at this point. Almost everything you say, but I don't agree with everything you say, you guys say. You know? yeah, yeah, no. Well, I, don't put you guys in it. I appreciate you listening. Yeah, the, uh, the, the... How do you feel about your bears? Like, just, oh, of course, your bears are doing interesting things, Jason. They're, they're dealing people and they're acquiring people. Same thing. I like Same it. Time. I like it. Uh, Claypool, I'm willing to take the chance on. You got, I guess, a second rounder for Roquan from Baltimore. You're using one of your two now uh, on Claypool. The alternative would be go draft a guy. But Claypool's six right. four. Right. Get him a weapon. That's good. Claypool's six right? four, yeah. two thirty eight. At the least, you'll learn a little bit more about Justin Fields, right? Because he'll have another weapon, and you can see, you know, an offense that's sort of evolving. Okay, what can he do when he's got a guy that at least it looks like a number one? And Claypool had nine touchdowns his rookie season. Like he's 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 been decent. I would say a couple of the last two years, you talk about with Roethlisberger's dying arm. I was talking about this with John off air, and then with the quarterback situation this year, hadn't been a lot of continuity at that position. Not that Fields is a proven commodity, but I don't mind it. The alternative again, just go get a, a rookie in the second round that isn't proven, might have a you know, might have uh, some well, high and stock, but isn't. Accelerate. You're trying to accelerate Justin Fields' yeah. development, and I mean, we saw last night when Jamar Chase is gone. What that means for Joe Burrow, like. It, it's important for young quarterbacks to have good receivers. Yep. So, anyway, I like it. I didn't mean to hijack your show. It's your show. What were you going to ask me? Um, nothing. Let me, let me ask it's you It's an open-ended conversation. Well, well, John and I were doing a oh. study last segment, and, and we came mm-hmm. to the conclusion that, for the most part, there are always exceptions, that in former NBA role players seem to make for better coaches than the stars. We had a long list of stars who failed. Now Larry Bird was a former star who did well with Indiana. But if that's the case, Jeff, right, where role guys are may, come out as better coaches and obviously Steve Nash goes down, would, you think there's any reason for that? Would you subscribe to it? Well, I think there are many. I, I, I wonder if on a percentage basis that is true. In other words, mm-hmm. We know all the stars who failed because we can think of them, right? There's not that many stars. And so I do wonder, role players, hey, there's a lot more of them. Sure. And so there's probably, no, there's probably role players who've got jobs and cycled out and, you know, and, and we aren't necessarily even thinking of. And then beyond that, I think role players are more inclined to want to keep coaching, right? So... because stars have made their money and whatever else. And so I think that's part of it. Is there, beyond all of that, you know, the old cliche that that some people, you know, have, have said, which is the greats can't understand why... You know why? Why mere mortals can do it that way? You know why? They 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 can't relate to the to the craftsmanship and the sort of grind and whatever else. They don't they don't understand why. Hey, what's I? You know, imagine John Morant coaching someone, and you're like, okay, what you got to do is you got to go between your legs twice, and then you got to go seventeen feet in the air and then slam the ball down. Like no, they can't, no one. You know, mere mortals can't do that. Taylor Jenkins can't do that. So. I suppose that could be it, too. I think it's more, honestly, most NBA coaches fail. It's just true. Most NBA coaches fail, and so most star NBA coaches fail, mm-hmm. uh, or NBA coaches who were once stars fail, and, the, uh, and, the, you know, and, 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 and so it's easier to, it's harder to think of the ones who succeeded because most don't. Well, I guess you know, Mark Averroni was no star, and he mm-hmm. sucked. <laughs> no, it's definitely true, but I think the point is, is like, there, uh, how many former NBA stars 
are doing it right now that are good? None. Right, but most mostly stars don't actually try to coach, right? And they're, they're well, yeah. not. There's, fair, there's, a Vin, there's, a Vin, there's a Venn diagram. There's, there's, the, a, there's many fewer stars mm-hmm. in the, the, because they're stars. Yeah. There's many fewer of them to begin with, and then they're less inclined to have to go want to coach because they made a boatload of money and they don't need to coach. You know, they can they can they, you could be Shaq. Shaq can just sit on TNT and you know whatever and make your money that way. You don't need to coach. Barkley can you know, and whereas role players sort of got to make a living. So I think there's probably some of both. I, I, I don't know, though, if on, a, if, if on a percentage basis stars are less successful than role players or it's just there are fewer of them who try and therefore fewer of them who succeed. Well, okay, I mean, let me ask you this. If you had, I, I, could, I could tell you, I could, I'm going to give you two candidates for the job, okay? Yeah. I'm going to give you the star NBA coach, uh, the, the star former NBA player that doesn't need the job, or I'm going to give you the former NBA player who was a grinder that you know had a long career because he worked hard and you know wasn't that talented. I, 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 who are you picking? I'm picking the guy that had to grind. I'm not picking the NBA the the former star that doesn't need it. Yeah, I think the ones who don't need it probably don't do it. You know, I don't like I don't I don't think that person is is well, do you think, do you think Clyde Drexler needed to do it? Magic Isaiah. Do you think Magic and no, Isaiah Larry, needed to Larry, do Clyde, it? Clyde, Clyde Drexler obviously did not need to do what it. What about and Pat no Ewing? Question, but you think you think Mark Ivoroni needed to do it, and he sucked. You know? Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> like that, there there are lots of journal. There are lots of journeyman coaches who come along. Uh, who, who was the first freaking Grizzlies coach? He was terrible. He wasn't terrible. Sidney Lowe, <laughs> right? Like, Is that else? him? What? Sidney Lowe. Yeah, Sidney Lowe, like Sidney Lowe, like he was—he was no great shakes. He just—he needed to do it. Just because you need to do something Take doesn't make you good at it. You know. Uh, so are you are you are you are you are you, re- are you rejecting our premise here? Is that what you're coming on They're here and trying Fisdale, to do? Terrible. No, I I hear the premise, and there's probably something to that. That you know, if you have to study it, you got to work at it, and you're, you know, and, but but so, so I do I. I but I, 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 I certainly don't think that it that explains everything. That's all. I, I you know, Josh Pastner was a much more inclined to be a coach than mm-hmm. who were his teammates at Arizona. Oh, because yeah, he, he needed to be, but didn't, didn't make him a great coach. You Luke know, Walton and all those. Yeah, didn't make him a great coach um, just because he needed it. You know, so so yes, I, I hear the premise, and I think that there's probably something to that, um, but. But I also think it's also explained by the fact that we pay much more attention to the failure of the stars than we do, um, you know, to the to, to the failure of the journeyman. Well, you Lots know, it, it, and it begs the question: It's like terrible. You know, you often see uh, attorneys make the jump to journalism, but you don't see journalists make the jump well, to law. Well, I was actually thinking of this, like, so put, put it in another context. Like, so there are definitely actors who become producers, right? Mm. Star actors. Yes. So that's very common. Oh, yeah, because they, 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 they want to like, have their hands and prove they can do and it. So do you want the producer who's just worked their ass off because they have to be producer and they never were a star? Or do you want the, 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 the actor? Like there, I, I, I'm, this is not my area of expertise. Clearly. But I think there are a bunch of star actors who are very who become very successful producers, even though they don't need it, because they're good at it. They well, understand ben, what works. Ben so, Affleck was a was a successful director. 
Right. So I'm saying Ben Affleck was a star, mm -hmm. and by your theory, he should be a terrible director because he doesn't need it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he still seems to be a good director. But there have been... You can still be good at something if you don't need it, right? Yeah, and then there are, you know, there are actors who failed as directors, right? Yes. That's so, that's 100% but true. The, but you have yeah. your you have your Clint Eastwoods, you have your you're, you're talking George about Clooney's. this because Steve Nash was was a terrible basketball coach, is that why that, you're that, saying? This, this guy is sharp as ever. The, 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 nothing <laughs> gets past Caucus. You know, I don't really need the radio show. I'm a star journalist. Don't you really don't need the, need the radio, radio show. show. But you, why do you do it? You do it because why? I, you have to fund you have to fund your lavish lifestyle. I, I don't because it's the drugs. I have to buy the, I have to I have to you know what? I got to keep the pipeline of coke coming into the house. Johnny Depp was a director. <sighs> what? That, has that gone well? Was he a successful director? No, he's on a list at whatculture.com as actors who failed as directors. Uh, you know who's good? Clint Eastwood. Star well, yes, actor, yes, exactly. Star director. Now, according to your theory, should be a terrible director because mm -hmm. he doesn't need it. Yes. But he, he can still be good at something even if you don't, quote, unquote, need to do it. Dolph Lundgren also was a director. Yeah. Drago. Failed. Failed. So, yes. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I think... I Star think, actor, killer director. I think what, uh, I think what the, the, the lesson here is, is that people I, I, succeed... I, I try not to draw broad well, conclusions from this small bits of evidence. a radio show, bro. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't... What do you think this is? What do you Here's think this my is? question. I was reading your column today in the Daily Memphian. Why did you decide to go negative? You know, talk about how they got to make their own, uh, uh, generate their own spark and enthusiasm. Don't you sense any enthusiasm around that program? Is that negative? What was, what was the phrase you said? You said they have to generate their own. What was make it? their own buzz? That's yeah, they got to make their own buzz. They do. That's not negative. People you often people buzz. often confuse, buzz. and I know you're you're doing a bit here, but people do often confuse uh, sobering doses of reality with negativity because oftentimes reality is not fun, oftentimes reality is not rosy, oftentimes reality is kind of cold, and in this case, it's kind of cold. Like I I bring up Memphis Tigers off the air, Jason uh, had a seizure on me, passed out. I had to wake him up, I had to resuscitate him. He ain't, he ain't wait, trying wait. to talk about Memphis right now. He mentioned Memphis Tigers and he fell asleep. Yeah, he, he ain't trying to talk about Memphis right now. And, and look, What's here's the interesting, thing. though, is it's funny. Like, one of the reasons would be because you would say, well, they don't got a Jalen Duran or they don't got a Damani Bates. Kendrick Davis is better than he, you know. But he's, he's not, not a, but he's not a, he's not a five star NBA draft pick, though. Why is it that we care more about a five star recruit? Than an actual conference because, player of the year. It's weird, but it's the hype. I mean, it's just the sexiness of a future NBA. Like people want to come out and see it. Penny acknowledged that. Penny said that. Penny knows that. He literally said, "I know that we don't have you know five stars who people want to see. We have to go out there and we have to win." He understands that. He knows. They didn't even have a Memphis Madness. They had a stupid thing outside in the rain when Tennessee was playing Alabama. I mean, that's how much buzz there is right now. They know, they know. They 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 didn't not have a Memphis Madness because uh, they don't want to have a Memphis Madness. They didn't have it because nobody's excited and they know nobody's going to come. So they just didn't worry about it. They got to go out there and win. I think they can change it. They have five SEC teams they play before New Year's. 
They go four and, you know. Uh, they can change it. They can change it. But yes. the stakes are higher than ever, right? Yeah, so I, it might be six. It might be It might be six. No, I, I agree completely with your, with your theory. Yeah, it's, it's a great theory. Buzz. It's a great theory. Last it's, year, they came in with pre-manufactured buzz. And then they didn't live up to it. Well, they, they had the number one recruiting class. They were ranked. They, I mean, like they had everything going for them, you know. Right. And and, and this year there is no buzz, and they're going to have to make their own buzz. And they have, uh, and, they, and they, and they, and they, and they barely beat Christian Brothers, and they've shot fifteen percent from three in their two exhibition games. And I think people are a little over the uh, rotation and decision. I think people are fatigued by that. I think that all goes into it. There yeah. has been less, by the way. Uh, you know, there's been less rotation indecision. There, there was because they started that that starting lineup that we knew they wouldn't start anyway. But after that, he's basically played the guys who he's, he's, he's going to play mostly. You know, it felt like that. Um, but that will change. That will change. Sense. That's the thing. Is it will change. <laughs> no, that that's what. That's that another thing change. I wrote. There is going. There's not going to be like for the most part any full time starters. I mean, DeAndre and Kendrick. I think everybody else is very much. On the chopping block, game to game. I mean, those are those well, are the certainly only. Certainly, the five. Certainly, the five is is there will be multi. Even barring injury, even putting aside injury, there will be different starters at the five. You don't think Anthony Kennedy is going to start every game? I can't guarantee it. If he's healthy, I can't guarantee it. He hadn't started a game no. yet, right? Well, you got a point there, right? I mean, now, no, didn't he? Didn't Kenny start the second one? Okay, he starts my bad. He, he started, started the second one. Yeah, he did. He okay, started the but still though, like, okay, so you started one. He didn't. He didn't start the other. I mean, I, yeah, hell, yeah, how, but he didn't start the other because they did that fake starting lineup in the Christian Brothers that well, nobody thought would be. It's the only fake line. until it's I not. I think Keontae Kennedy will be a fixture of the starting. I, I think, I think there will be three fixtures. Not if he's going two of eight from three. I mean, I'm just you. you two know, of eight could be the best shooter <laughs> on the team, John. <laughs> If he's the marksman on the team at two of eight, yeah, no, that's uh, he could be two of eight. Is is he got two? Yeah, I he, mean, I that, that's basically what happened Sunday. You know, he was he was the guy. You know, he's he's one of the guys who can. No, I like him. I do like three. him. I do like him. I, I he should. I like him. Actually. He should be a fixture. I mean, he's a senior. He's a senior who's done it and scored I like double him digits. And I like, the, one the guys who actually I came away uh, most impressed with relative to what I thought this year. Mm-hmm. I mean this. This preseason, I mean, Kathy Kennedy's been good, and I, I think Chandler Lawson's been good. I, I like, I've, I've, been, I've liked what he brought to the table. I like what Chandler Lawson brought to the table. Jonathan Lawson physically looks like he has tools, but he hasn't been that good, actually. Um, but, but you can still get intrigued by him. But his brother has been uh, really good. How important is Saturday for Ryan Silverfield, Joe? Oh, if he wins, it's hugely important, you know. Um, if he loses, I don't think like it means anything necessarily. You know, I don't think like it's ah. Oh, if they lose, they're going to fire Ryan Silverfield. I, I don't believe that. Um, I've said all along. I don't think there's any appetite to make a coaching change, and um, so uh, so I, you know, I'm, I suppose if they lose the next four and they get blown out, uh, you know, if they, if they had lost to. UCF, like Temple lost to UCF, but if Plumlee's not going to be there out with a concussion, um, and we don't know the answer to that, but I think the line is now only three. So let's just say they, let's say UCF beats them by 10. Yeah, like that's just, that's just this season. It's just another, it's just another year under Ryan Silverfield. It's not like going to, I don't think it's going to motivate anyone to make a, 
to want to make a change. Um, so it is important in the sense that it is an opportunity. Correct. If if you win it, it's like okay, let's stop having this conversation. You know, because very clearly, let's be honest. The university may not be having this conversation. Ryan may not be having this conversation. But fans are having this conversation. This conversation is being had on Twitter. It's being had on social media. It's like people are wondering about it. And so if they can beat UCF, let's just stop with the conversation. Then, then the conversation won't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate Thank you, you as always, dude. Hey, see y'all. Bye. Right. He is Jeff Cox, uh joins us every week here. On the show. I was exaggerating. You don't uh, you don't seize when I bring up the University of Memphis. That was a uh, I regret the error. I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I really, so, don't, really don't worry about it. It really is just uh, part of the job. And and UCF extremely important in the sense that you're losing opportunities to restore hope, oh, win yeah. opportunities because a win against Tulsa or a win against no. North Alabama People isn't going to do a damn thing nope. for you. Nope. So that that's why this one's more critical. He's right. It's big if you win it. If you lose it, it's more of the same. More of the same ain't what you need but right more, now. Yeah, more of the same is the worst more, thing you can and, have and, right and now. You're, you're, th- this is really your last opportunity from a winning standpoint to move the needle, John. Absolutely. Just in terms of getting people to believe. Well, yeah, because you, there's attendance factors. There's you know other things that go into it. So, yeah, while they're not going to make a change if Memphis loses uh, because of it, I do think it is a valuable um, you know chance here. Your last one, the sand is kind of slipping through your fingers. Uh, to uh, exactly. to to restore some kind of belief, and you know it's the last one on your schedule. It really is. So uh, anyway, we'll come back, wrap it up here on a Tuesday. Jason and John, I turn to FM ESPN. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. group at the real estate agency they want to help you sell your home interest rates they've gone up might be one more hike but then they could come down very soon after that they know they know what the market is doing how it's behaving over at the live love memphis group and that's the benefit of having them on your team their experience they've seen the market at highs at lows everywhere in between this is nothing new for them and you may still need to sell your home and you may still want to make the most money for it, and that's why you would enlist our friends at the Live Love Memphis team. Get involved. Info at livelovememphis.com. Yep, they can help you on that buying side as well. They'll help you on both sides. Did for me. Help me sell. Help me buy. Jennifer is an expert. I suggest you make the call. Don't let fear incapacitate you. Keep you from calling her. 625-5200. I didn't know anything about home selling. That's why I waited years to even make the call. So glad I called Jennifer Carsonson, though. She said, fool, could have been done this. 901-625-5200. She's going to price it the right way, not the way some of these other agents out here, these rogue agents out here are pricing. 
right? So you don't have to lower it and drop the price over and over again while you're paying a mortgage. No, no, no. Call up Jennifer Carstensen, 625-5200. You can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovememphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Uh, one more NFL trade to discuss before we get out of here. Bradley Chubb, who was a beast of a uh, defensive lineman, has been traded to the Miami Dolphins um, in exchange for some picks and Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah, so including the, a 2023 first-round pick. Yeah, the Dolphins are loading up, huh? That's, they're, going, they're going all in. I respect it. That's spooky. Even, that, in, even in a division that's got the, the, the Super Bowl favorite. Mm. I like it. Dolphins are hard to stop on offense, and now they you're are. adding to that D. Yeah, I mean, that's... Chubb's a beast. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, if you're going to go for it, man, go for it. Denver certainly got more for him than what the Bears got for Roquan. Yeah, absolutely. Chubb's a sack guy. Roquan's not that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, busy, busy, busy day uh, in the NFL. It's going to do it for us today. Uh, appreciate Jeff Coggins for joining us on the show. Thanks to Jessica Benson propping on as well. Gina and Jeffrey up next on Miss It. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. If you're winning 10, 11, 12 games a year, you can conduct yourself however you want to conduct yourself. And if Ryan was killing it, it wouldn't matter if he was promoting the program. It wouldn't matter if he was trying to get fans in the stands. It wouldn't matter if he was taking a helicopter to do recruiting. We've reached the weird, controlling, paranoid... When things start to fall apart, oh, let's yeah. just make the circle smaller. Yes. And it never helps. It no. just never helps. Memphis is home of the Jeff Hawkins Show. Weekday mornings from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, where the legacy of sports is flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers. Say play 92.9 ESPN. Powered by DuckDuckGo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.